on today's episode of Shooting the Breeze. It's been a while, but the gang is back together, so we're going to talk about all the weather stuff that we haven't talked about in a few weeks. So let's sit back, relax, and let's shoot the breeze with your local weather authority. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning, whenever you decide to hit play on this podcast. I'm your local weather authority, Chief Meteorologist Chris Yates, joined by meteorologist Molly Nasal. Hello. And meteorologist Adam Sherwinski. Good day, and I hope your brackets are still functioning, maybe a little bit. Mine's pretty much dead in the water. Uh, I have a perfect bracket, considering I never filled <laughs> out a bracket. Hey, me too. It's not that I hate basketball, it's just I just didn't get around to filling out a bracket. My mom didn't fill one out this year, and she's usually pretty good about it. I didn't fill one out because I, I, I don't watch basketball. Yeah, well, after Illinois lost, I was kind of I was kind of defeated. I watching. think a lot of people were. Oh, right? man. I'm, I was here when that happened, and I was like, yep, that's about right. I was very sad that U of I lost. Hi guys. What's up? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, way to way way to go. Way to be a downer. Yeah, we're yes. all back. By the way, I don't know. I, I look. The, the only basketball I ever really pay attention to is this time is March Madness, and it's usually only the last two minutes of those games. I really don't. I mean, I I like basketball. I like playing basketball. Well, uh, but that, I'm not a huge because you've got the height advantage for it. No, but I always sprain my ankle when I so, always roll my ankle. So you're talking about we're making a team this year. We're making a league. No, I don't know about Station that. Station league. <laughs> flag, now, you get me in a flag football league. Then we're, oh, I'm not against that either. See, football's my thing. Ooh, I like football too, but um, maybe leave me out of the tackle process. Oh, we flow. We'll flag. Let's do flag. <laughs> Two-hand touch. <laughs> Two-hand touch, flag. No, no need to tackle. How you guys doing? I'm all right. It's been a gloomy week. Yeah. It has been. It has been. We'll get uh, we'll get to our gloomy weather here in a minute. Uh, I know Sherwinski's got some on this day in history. History. Yeah, between me going to a basketball game and me being sick. I mean, we haven't talked in a while. So let's get to this day in weather history. We've got a lot of days to cover, but I'm only going to give a handful because a lot happens in March. But let's go with March 24th, 1975. The governor's tornado tore a 13-mile path across the western part of Atlanta, Georgia, during the early morning hours causing considerable damage to the governor's mansion. Three people lost their lives. Another 152 were injured by the F3 tornado. And again, this is all coming from this day in weather history, a great Facebook page if you want to find out what happened on anywhere in the world uh, during a specific day of the week or the year, I should say. March 23rd, 1913, a tornado struck the city of Omaha, Nebraska. We were just talking about that before this podcast started, how creepy some of those old pictures were. Uh, During the late afternoon on Easter Sunday, in just 12 minutes, it cut a swath of total destruction five miles long and two blocks wide across the city, killing 94 people. And we're going to go with, well, a big one if you're a big forecasting person like uh, we are. March 20th, 1948, an F3 tornado tracked through Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, just before 10 p.m., destroying 54 aircraft, including 17 transport planes. The total damage amounted to more than 100 or 10 million dollars, excuse me, a record for that state that stood until the massive tornado outbreak of the 5/3/1999. 
Major Ernest W. Fawbush and Captain Robert C. Miller, Fawbush and Miller, were ordered to see if operationally forecasting tornadoes was possible. This tornado prompted the first attempt at tornado forecasting. Forecasters at Tinker believed conditions were again favorable for tornadoes and issued the first recorded tornado forecast. Five days later on 325 at 625th, so March 25th at 6 p.m., a forecasted tornado occurred crossing the prepared base. Their successful forecast paved the way for tornado forecasts to be issued by the U.S. Bureau Weather Bureau after a long, long ban. At one point, you could not ca- forecast for tornadoes. You couldn't just, even say tornado. Mm-hmm. And here's a really big one, too, as well. We're going to go with March 18, 1925. The infamous tri-state tornado tore through Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana, killing an estimated 695 people. In Murfreesboro, Illinois alone, had 235 of uh, people dead, and West Frankfort had about 148. Several towns were almost completely leveled by the F5, which moved at a forward speed of over 70 miles per hour. Research suggested it might have been a tornado family, so a series of tornadoes that caused that, and I think that record had been broken. We almost thought, did it get breaking by what happened in, uh, oh, I can't remember. The, the quote-unquote quad state tornado yeah, that, that it had, was nicknamed that was Maybe. last year i don't know we have to look in deep into that but that was a long track one i mean that was a that was a long system too and no we're, we're calling it the quad state so everyone knows what we're talking about that was not the official name yeah no. uh, and, you know, i bet if you had a more detailed analysis of the tri-state tornado you'd probably find something similar that mm-hmm. it there was probably multiple tracks but Things were categorized differently back then. It was 1925 in rural southern Illinois, too. What do you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, there's a lot of death and destruction, which is is really the important thing. So, this day in weather history, great Facebook page. Go give it a like and a follow. I like it. it. They have a good, uh, I think there's a weather history Twitter, too. I don't know if it's the same people. I don't know either, but it's nice to have that kind of information because I forget events happen and then I see it pop up and I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen, like last year or three years ago or whatever. Can you imagine what it was like back then? And, I don't know, maybe, maybe one of our granny podcast listeners who was around in the you know, 30s and 40s, before severe weather forecasting was a thing, before you could see it on radar, before just to look out your window and see this massive well, thing yeah. <laughs> swirling towards you. If, if you are... Not, I mean, not scared is not the right word. But if you're not scared of tornadoes, look up, like, the first photos of tornadoes, or the first artwork of tornadoes. And frightening. It's, ooh. Now, granted, I mean, the picture quality, ability to capture what was actually happening to what it actually looked like. I feel like that adds to it, though. Oh, it does. It's mm-hmm. just the, the sepia-colored, black and white. The, the brown fuzzy black coloration. Yes. And I know that the uh, tri-state too. A lot of uh, people that because we watched a video about it in class one time uh, in college, and they said a lot of people or a few people described it as like a black fog coming over. Yeah. So my first thought is, ah, that is a wedge, and that is very scare- terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just imagine like something so wide as you think it's fog, but it's a tornado. tornado. Yeah, crazy. Well, hey, we've had some pretty wild weather across the country as of late. Uh, we've had. Um, severe weather outbreaks across the south it is the season it is the season we had um very slow moving storm this past week yes another one coming next week um don't know about the severe weather potential with it it's a little more up in the air but um this one was uh 
from Texas through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, all the way up to the Carolinas. Just day, round after round. We had just the rainfall associated mm-hmm. with it, yep. but they had, you know, it's Dixie mm-hmm. Alley. It's their, yeah, it's it's their, their storm season. season. It is their season. Uh, we had that, uh, obviously, Texas got hit hard earlier in the week mm-hmm. with several tornadoes. We've all, I'm pretty sure you've all seen the video of the red truck getting rolled. Oh, yeah. And the kid yeah. was only 16. Yeah. Now, uh, Chevy, apparently, uh, either today or this weekend, are giving the kid a brand new <laughs> wow. tw- 2022 Chevy Silverado. Oh, before cool. Before people start coming after this kid and be like, why are you out driving in that? No. He just got done with a job interview. No, I yeah, don't he think wasn't, he knew. He, he, he was... I think he was trying to get away from it, but that thing was moving fast. Yeah. The video so. itself, I mean, you can see how quickly it just crossed the highway. Within mm-hmm. a yep. second, it was already all, way away. Super glad that he... Yeah, he. I don't think he wanted to be there. No. <laughs> Nobody did. Super nope. glad that so, he was safe. I'm glad he was okay. It's like something out of Twister, though. I will say a red truck well, in the middle of a tornado and flipped. A lot of Twister references. But no, the kid's okay, which yes. is why people are joking about it. Yeah. And uh, great oh, move for Chevy to give the kid... The other half of the joke truck. is the kid didn't tell his parents oh. when it happened. No, he left the truck at his... Uh, on the side of the road they're trying to find the owner you know and his parents found out via social media because yeah. they're like that red truck looks really looks familiar, familiar. Uh, another tornado that happened uh, I don't know if I'm going too far in the conversation but uh, we had uh, we were just talking about uh, Louisiana yeah, New, uh, Orleans. New Orleans had, the ninth Ward had a tornado go through it which yeah. they've been through the ringer the last 15 years it's the yeah, that was an EF3 officially mm-hmm. I believe it's interesting the the videos that you get of tornadoes in the midwest and the demeanor of the videographer taking the video of in the midwest versus the south and the demeanor a lot of people in the midwest are like yep that's okay we're gonna go inside if you're going through populated like major Mm -hmm. cities they have a different experience, mm-hmm. usually little experience, because most people who live in big cities have probably come from other big cities or um, they, you know, tornadoes do happen, but they, you know. And there's that myth of, oh, tornadoes don't hit big cities. Yeah, a lot of people. Falls. That's always, yeah. Yeah. Salt Lake City was one that got hit. I remember that. And that's not a, that's not a usual place for that. But no. they had a big one that went right through the middle of Salt Lake City. Miami. In the late 90s, early 2000s. Miami's another one, too, isn't it? I believe Yeah, but, but Miami will get them. They, and again, it's a little different. Um, you know, everybody talks about hurricanes. Yeah. Down mm-hmm. in that part of the country. You can also get tornadoes from hurricanes. <clears throat> Naturally. So, yeah. yeah. Didn't Nashville also get hit a couple of years ago, too? Nashville yeah. got hit. Nashville got hit. Ago. And then we've also got now New Orleans, too. And yeah. Chicago has recorded a landspout and a couple other small tornadoes, mm-hmm. too, before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had, I mean, look. They it, happen. It's going to. And the more society expands and grows and cities grow, you're you're increasing your odds of of uh, urban areas being hit because you're just taking up more land. Mm-hmm. It, you know the reason things weren't hit or seem not to get hit is because towns were typically smaller. It's a lot harder. But. We've uh, we've kind of talked about that with EFU tornadoes mm-hmm. coming, yeah, especially tornadoes. coming out of Texas because Texas is a lot of wide open space. Uh, and it's very difficult to assess damage in wide open space like that. So that's what we got in. I mean, Wyoming was the same way. It was yeah. a hard time categorizing. I mean, we had some pretty big tornadoes that they looked mean but never hit anything. You're like, well, 
it's it's either an EF zero because it damaged a pole, or it didn't hit a telephone pole and now it's an EFU. And I know that here in Central Illinois we have a lot of open space too as well, but we've also got crops to kind of go. Hey, that bent corn. Hey, that yeah, tore down a lot of bean fields. And out there it's like, hey, you just have grass because of cows. Well, there's still there's and, open space here, but there's and there's more. There's a lot more small towns. Right. There's more collective small towns yeah. too. That was going to get to that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was compared to Wyoming, where you could you have to drive 50 miles to run into the nearest town, <laughs> gas station. It's is a yeah. Reminds me of West Texas. I've had I don't, can't tell you how many tornado warnings when I was working in Cheyenne we had that involved zero people. I mean, so I'm like, hey, population zero in this warning. You just kind of like, okay, well, we'll let it. We'll run that one on the bottom of the screen. Now. We'll, we'll see what happens. And we'll see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, so um, active stretch for the south with multiple tornadoes. If I've got the uh, shear tracks, by the way, pro- uh, plotted on our uh, on my Twitter feed from that New Orleans tornado. I if you saw. you want to check that out. Yeah, I, I think I saw that. That was pretty well done, A, and pretty insane. It's wild. Um how about rainfall around here? Then we'll get to our own little funnels that popped up the other day. Um, oh, yeah. I measured yeah. Uh, at my place in the past week because we had uh, one wet storm system. We've had two storms in the last seven days. Uh, one came through, was it late last week? And then we had a nice weekend. And then we had the, the multiple rounds of rain this week. Uh, a lot of one to two inch totals across the region i opened my window wednesday night because i wanted some cooler air and i could man i could hear it coming down i was like mm. it's nice isn't it? It, it does feel nice it's nice yeah. to hear i'd rather hear that than we can't really hear snowfall so yeah it's bad i um was out of town on friday but we drove through a stretch of rainfall that was coming down so hard that the collective speed limit on the interstate went down to about 55 in a 75 because we couldn't see couldn't see Collective, not just one vehicle. I, everyone was I'm, doing that. I'm just glad I've got my windshield wipers fixed now because for Yay. the longest time, have you seen, you saw them, they're just yeah. sticking up. I finally got them pushed back down. Good. I always know how to find your car in the parking lot because of that. It's the red car with them. <laughs> <laughs> if you left them up much longer, I was going to start draping lights from them. <laughs> Golly, guys. Yeah. No, I would have helped. That actually, we could have decorated your car. You could look good. Could have gone out in style. I feel like uh, I feel like that, that that would call for some revenge. There's some retaliation, guys. No, no. You want a cup no. of coffee, Mo- uh, Molly? Here you go. How dare you? He'd, what he'd do is he'd go and put sugar in our gas tank and he'd go, "Yo, man, you escalated that way too much." <laughs> it was a prank, bro. It was a prank, bro. It was just bro, a prank, bro, bro, bro. It was a prank. It was a prank. It's for, man, it's, I'm getting this on TikTok. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you can you tell that Chris and I have gone through the whole week and Adam's just starting his week because a a yeah. a uh, little news? You mentioned about opening your windows and hearing the rain, smelling the rain. Do you guys know what it's called? Smelling the rain. What is that smell called? Do you know what the name is? The scientific name. I heard, I've heard it before, but I don't remember what it rain is. Rain smelly goody. Petrichor. 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 Okay. Petrichor. I like Just a little name. fun for you. I like my name better, but okay. According to the dictionary, here's the actual definition. A pleasant smell that frequently accompanies the first rain after a long period of warm, dry weather. I do love the smell of Petrichor. I used to make, this is kind of slightly off topic, but I used to take a clump of dirt. And when I first got through my first year of 
school in meteorology. I took it, sniffed it like they did in uh, Twister, and sniffed it in front of some of my coworkers, threw it down on the ground. I'm like, we're going to get some storms today. And they're like, how'd you know that? I'm like, because I looked at the radar app like two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> I just made a forecast, but yeah, no, it's fun to do that. I like fun to mess with them. Yeah, and I, you like, yeah, smells like it's gonna rain, and And people people will just look at you like, but but they know it. But see, in Midwestern, people know that. Yeah, you know. Like if you go to somewhere where it's like really Midwestern, like a country store or something, they're like, oh yeah, we agree with you. And then you go to like somewhere really deep in the city, they're like, what are you talking about? What? What? My first experience with that. this is probably the earliest memory I have of anything weather-related, uh, aside from wildfires in California. Uh, in grade school, keep in mind living in Southern California, we don't get rain all that often. You have a rainier season. But anyway, it's in the morning, and it's probably, I'm going to say right before lunch or during our lunch, so it's probably 11 or noon. The teacher starts complaining that her knees are hurt. And she's like, it's going to rain this afternoon and tonight. And it's sunny. It's a beautiful day. It's comfortable, mid-70s. And I said, I looked around. I go, the only cloud here is that puffy one over there. And it was just a – now I know it's just a cumulus cloud. Then I didn't know what it was. I said, there's, just that, there's no way. There's no clouds. I said, this is – well, sure enough, <laughs> 4 or 5 o'clock, <laughs> it was like a – it rained like it hadn't rained in months, <laughs> and sure enough, now I know that that was a uh, that was a that was the start of what would be a thunderstorm developing on the nearby mountain ridge. Anyway, that's just kind of I don't know why I thought of that, but Chris dug into the the memory vaults for that one. I did. It was a good one. That's probably the earliest I've been interested in weather, and then I kind of like shrugged it off because I was wondering how'd she know? How did she know? How'd she know it was going to rain? <laughs> now, she probably watched the morning news, <laughs> but then her knee only confirmed. <laughs> that See, that, I really hope that there's, hi, teachers and educators, if you're listening, I really hope that you have an opportunity to do this with your kids, just because you say something like that, and kids are like, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? You're so silly. I'm still doing that with my wife, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, honey, it's going to. I said, honey, it's going to rain or snow. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's it's just funny because she knows you're a meteorologist. She's been on storm chasing with you. Then she looks out the window of the phone and goes, man. Okay, she doesn't say man. She says an expletive (laughs) that I'm not going to repeat on the podcast. And I said, I told you. (laughs) Hi, Krista. No, she she knows. She just doesn't. (laughs) She's like, really? um, I'm like, yes, dear. Really? Look at me really we drove through uh my family and i drove through all that rain on friday and my parents were giving me grief they're like you couldn't have scheduled this on a different day and i'm like sorry how, how often do we get that though yeah no I, kidding my favorite's when my mom and i plan on going hiking when i go visit and it's like the next morning i wake up and first thing she goes is it gonna rain today and it's like good morning to you too yeah. i just i just got out of bed i don't know what's happening let I, me get my coffee I, I don't know what words are yet I that's where know. you sniff the air and go yep Smells like coffee. All right. Hey, uh, we did have our first little taste of uh, funnel clouds this past week. How about some cold air funnels? I was going to say, we got, like, the nice taste because cold air funnels are pretty tame usually. 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 More often than not. But Mm -hmm. uh, great conditions for them this past week. I'm surprised. I think there were probably more. 
Uh, but, um, you know, not everybody sees them. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're at this point, we just see coal air funnels so much, we're mm-hmm. like, ah, sure. You know what, I, I, I often think back about this, because it seems like we see them, or at least notice them a lot these days. Mm-hmm. And they're not something that's been well documented, um, but... I, and I keep wondering back, and I'm like, you know what? I wonder. This is—I don't think this is a recent phenomenon. These cold air funnels. I think they've always been there. But I know, as a community, when somebody reports something, hey, we're getting funnel cloud reports. Fifteen years ago, because not everybody had a cell phone that could take a picture and say, hey, look, look at this funnel cloud. I think as meteorologists, you probably just shrugged it off and goes, ah, it's just a rain shaft, or it's just a. They're they're mistaking something else, you know, because you don't you back in the day it would just get random Joes calling the station say hey there's a, there, I see a funnel cloud, and then you'd go and look and was, I'm like okay well, where are you at? Oh I'm I'm over by this place and you look at the radar, and there's nothing there, and you're like uh, okay well thanks for your report and then I, I mean I mean I'm thinking that these were a lot of people back in the you know, early 2000s, maybe even late 90s, we're seeing these funnel clouds, calling them in, and then people like us would just shrug them off because... We can't see them. I'm like, there's no way there's nothing. You know, and this was before our understanding. Our understanding has improved now about what these things are. I just find that interesting because in, in, I, I do remember in 2008, people reporting funnel clouds. And I'm like, What? What? No. And then I then I'd finally start getting some pictures, <laughs> and I'm like, well, look at that. And then what you, do you know? You finally start diving into the research on it, start I, looking into it. I will say though, I, there was one day I think I was driving home to oh driving over to my grandma's and on 74, and I think you were saying in the forecast we had cold air funnels the whole time in the car, and right? I'm just like, just was looking. I was uh, looking, look, I didn't see anything, but there might have been something, and I just didn't couldn't pinpoint it. That's when I decided I'm going to take some binoculars with me so when I, if I see something far enough away, I can double check double and confirm. Check. Sometimes they're hard to make out. I yeah. mean, there was one, uh, there was an interesting feature on um, when these came through that I was wondering. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if that, it was going by the Pontiac camera. There was some danglies, you know, mm-hmm. on the base of the cumulus clouds. I'm like, okay, well, that would make sense if we're going to see something, it's going to be there. And I've caught cold air funnels on that camera before it's such a it's just got a great view of the sky and i was like all right and i was watching it like a hawk and i couldn't the camera didn't have the resolution to see if there was anything swirling oh, no. right so i was like oh yeah I, and i even i even did a little time lapse of it to see if i could see it couldn't see it couldn't tell but i'm like there might have been something in there but yeah it was whatever it was part of whatever produced the the funnels that we had spotted over normal which is why I was watching it, because it was that group of clouds rolling north along Interstate 55. So I was like, well, we know it's doing it. <laughs> well, I see, I see <laughs> you. At? But if you're at home and you're wondering if we're going to get cold air funnels, usually the dead giveaway, upper level low, that is not moving or very slowly moving, some colder air aloft, and if you can get some instability down at the surface where you, know, you get just a few breaks in the clouds, starts to warm temperatures up, doesn't have to be warm or hot just warm up enough to get some convection going some low level instability and then some usually some area of convergence where the air is coming together and so you can identify that by watching where showers excuse me where showers are developing and then you can where you see that 
where that air is coming together, now you're going to get the showers developing. You can get these little weak circulations that are not detectable on radar or to the naked eye. But when the updraft pops because you got that cold air aloft, it causes the updraft to briefly intensify, stretching that rotation. And when you, if you've ever, I forgot, you've seen these strings that you you probably, if you take a string with a little weight on it and you swirl it around in your hand like this, and you get a big, you get a big little rotation going, and then you pull it tight. What does the rotation do? Tightens it up. It tightens up. Well, the same thing happens with these storms. So when the updraft suddenly pops it's not fast it's just going from slow to less slow <laughs> but it tightens that rotation and it creates a pulling within the within that little circulation making the funnel think of an ice skater pulling their arms in while they're exactly. spinning on the ice exactly uh, and it also helps because you mentioned we get that slow moving low there's already rotation in the atmosphere mm-hmm. because of that slow moving low pressure yep. system it just needs to be stretched it needs to be to get it to less slow yes less slow <laughs> It, that's why, though, these things are very weak if they do touch down. And the, it's hard to make them touch down because the updrafts just aren't strong. I mean, they're 10 miles per hour, maybe. You know, whereas you got a supercell, you could go 25, 50. Uh, when you start getting into, the, like, the big ones with large, very, very large hail, uh, you're talking 100 mile per hour plus updrafts. So, you know, those are the ones that are, that's where you get the, the damage, but... That's kind of the scary tornadoes. Yeah. yeah, the scary, not the scary looking clouds, <clears throat> the scary tornadoes. Yep. Anyway, uh, somebody asked me, it was a good question, uh, if these do touch down, what's the average wind speed of them? Uh, typically, it's less than 85 miles per hour, which is an EF zero. Uh, now, in Wyoming and Colorado, I will say land spouts are the dominant type of tornadoes we had, and those would actually get up to EF three strength um, or stronger, uh, but... It's a little different out there because those were still usually attached to much stronger thunderstorms, but they would still form, they're from very high-based thunderstorms, and there was usually some ground circulation or near-the-surface circulation that was just drawn up into the storm and then stretched. But though when these get attached to actual thunderstorms, then there could be a greater risk of damage. I've never seen a land spout. That's on my bucket list. Okay. I've, I've seen, you know, supercell, typical yep. mesocyclone tornadoes, but I've never seen a land spout. Denver International Airport, the perfect <laughs> <laughs> Always touch down Denver International Airport. Um, Weld County, Colorado, I think, and this may have changed, but I, th- I believe it's still the highest or one of the highest tornado-prone counties in the country. And it's all because of land. Ninety something percent of our private lands. When I was in Colorado, I, I my first tornadoes I did see that day. Very typical spring setup of you know you've got the warm front and it was really moist out there. Like they had seen plenty of rain. I remember our professor was like, "I've never been out here where it's been so humid this far west." And we were watching the radar and everything. I was like, "Typical supercell setup." And I was like, "One of these days, I'd like to see just a land spout." Now they don't like, like. That's the place to see them. Yeah, that's the place to see them. And it was still early summer, so it was yeah. not surprising we got the supercells. But we were playing with the mountains and stuff. But still, they're a little different. They're different. Yeah, that's why I want to see them because they're just so different. You know, Ted Fujita, the guy who came up with the Fujita scale, his first tornado. He was studying tornadoes years and years before he saw his first one. And his first one was a landspout outside of Denver. Hmm. So. Hmm. It's crazy. Somebody who knew he knew so much about tornadoes without ever actually seeing one, <laughs> which to me is just impressive. I've never seen a tornado either. 
but you know a lot about them. I do. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I was able to get Lauren Rainson to see one. I can get you to see one. Yes. I just have to be able to leave the studio. I was going to say. <laughs> All right, Adam. you got to hold down the fort for us, man. Okay. Find one. <laughs> okay. Go chasing. I was going to say, next time we go storm chasing, how about we have Molly go out in the storm tracker instead of me? I was going to say, it's been a minute. I mean, oh. she hasn't done it in a while. Just let me know. Yeah. I was going to say, I've done it. I don't in, care who goes. When are you going? I've done it in Just the tracker. Just depends how much you want to work. I've done it in the tracker, and I've <clears> done it in not the tracker. And I remember I came back and I told Chris, I said, I am never doing that again. <laughs> not going in the tracker? It was, it was, uh, it was one of the other vehicles, and I was by myself. Oh. Yeah, and that's not going to be by yourself. I've done that. I don't like going by myself either. There's a few instances I'll go, but we, uh, to our viewers out there, before you say anything, we did not have a choice. No, <laughs> we did not have a choice that day. But um, yeah, it was fun though. I would like to go out and do some more chasing. All right, Adam and I got it. Adam and I are fist yep. bumping. Oh, fist bumping! I, there I, we go. I, I didn't see. I just saw your hand, and then now I see. High five. There you can hear the there high five go. now on mics. As they wobble, wobble everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, since we're on topic of calling your phones before we wrap this all up, uh, I've been working on a project on our website. We now have a severe weather preparedness section. Ooh. So I'm still writing some stuff for this, but if you're kind of looking for a one-stop shop as to various topics on severe weather preparedness from building emergency kits, receiving life-saving alerts making a severe weather plan we tell you to do it but how many of you actually know what to do i've got a whole bunch of good stuff written out there did you take some of my stories that i did uh they're a little different i didn't i didn't actually take your stories oh these are there's a they're they're structured but they're hurt but they're all same you know they're all grouped in it's all right i'm just teasing no i know no but because these your stories were fine but these were more right in depth but if we should actually add your videos yeah, you can video do stories to them. I haven't gone in and added any video uh, to it. It's been so long since we've been together, you yes. guys. <laughs> um, watch versus warning terminologies in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks, uh, you know, I've, after the December outbreak last year, people were wondering why don't we change the terminology from watch and warning because it seems people seem to be confused. I'm like, ah, I think just changing it now would just make it even worse. But, mm-hmm. um, that's a good place to get familiar with it. You know, remember, just watch means conditions are right for something to happen. Warning means you need to take action. Yeah, just warning think of, means shelter now. Yeah, just think of cupcake watch versus cupcake warning. Cupcake watch means that you have all the ingredients for your cupcakes, but there's no cupcakes. Yeah. A warning means, hey, there's a cupcake in front of you. There you or go. there's one in the oven right now. Yeah. It's going to be out in like two minutes. Yep. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I like the taco one. They do. They've done one for taco tacos and burgers. Taco tacos. warning. Yep. Yeah, and I was like, "That's uh, that just made me hungry." <laughs> it didn't give me information. It just made me hungry. Well, it did give me information, but information I already knew. Uh, anyway, some good stuff in here. Also talking about tornado emergency. Uh, those are bad. Those are real bad. Um, and then what you might hear during our severe weather coverage in terms of uh, you know terms like supercell, hook, echo. TVS, TVS. Uh, there's also a story that I wrote a while back when we first got our Viper system. It kind of breaks down all the Viper tools that we use, so be sure to check that out. Is there a explanation of a particularly dangerous? No, but I can add that in there. Yeah. Is it storm or situation? Because I always hear both. Situation. Situation. Okay. 
those uh, PDS to- uh, tour watches or mm-hmm. tornado watches are uh, that means something's going to happen. We don't know how, when. Do you know what's actually happen. worse than that? Hmm. A PDS severe thunderstorm watch. That's a that sounds like a derecho waiting to happen. Yeah, when you get those, a PDS. You know, everybody talks about PDS tornado. I'm like, no, PDS severe thunderstorm watch is probably the scariest watch because now you're talking damage on a scale that is so significant. Because tornadoes still only damage. Even if you're talking the big ones that level cities, you're still only talking cities, maybe at most, or, or towns. You're, yeah, you're with talking a, about pockets of damage. With a PDS severe thunderstorm watch, you could be talking counties wide worth of damage. So the, the ratio from that we had in, in Iowa a while back. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Would, I believe that was a PDS severe thunderstorm watch. Mm-hmm. Um I could be mistaken as well. We had, I know we had another one uh, prior to that for another possible duration. We missed out on it here um, in terms of the greatest impacts, but Missouri got hit pretty hard. Uh, but those are the ones that, you know, just because the words severe thunderstorm, people for some reason shrug that off. Yeah. They really need to, they need to take severe thunderstorms with more. I mean, I did it as a kid. I get it. With mm-hmm. more severity, with more, I know, but there's a tendency, oh, it's just wind. How many times have we heard that? Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just, as a kid, I mean, I understand where they're coming yeah. from, but I, I disagree, I disagree with them. It's like, you still need to take it seriously. Yeah. And I, I, there's uh you know, weather service now has these new abilities uh, to tagging and, and labeling storms based on the amount of damage that's expected. Uh, destructive, um, considerable, uh, but that destructive tag now will trigger emergency alerts on your phone. Not just your typical severe thunderstorm, but those wireless emergency alerts. And those are the ones, when you get that, if you get a severe, I don't turn those off, please. <laughs> a lot of people want to turn them off. Leave those on. They're there for a reason. They're going to, they could potentially save your life. If you mm-hmm. do get a destructive severe thunderstorm warning issued. Uh, you need to probably take that more serious than a severe than a tornado warning, uh, because your your light your chances of being hit and dam and and a, and getting damage from a severe thunderstorm, especially one that's destructive, is much higher. I mean, than a tornado warning. We've seen it with non PDS storms. We've seen areas get the severe thunderstorm action and then other areas get a tornado from the same thunderstorm mm-hmm. there's damage in both areas uh, during that duratio um if you had seen i had viewers are sending us pictures from streeter um, which if, you, if you're not familiar with streeter is it's in lasalle county southern lasalle county uh, kind of on the border of lasalle and livingston county up there and that duratio that I mean, you're talking, I was seeing very large tree limbs, probably a foot in diameter, just all over the street going straight down. And people are like, I swear a tornado came through here. And I'm like, that's not tornado damage. That is 100 plus mile per hour Mm -hmm. straight line wind damage that you experience for 15 straight minutes. I said, that is what that is. And this is the problem is a tornado would have caused, yes, similar damage. But now your damage, your duration has caused that damage on a much wider scale. So, again, those are the scarier storms. There are pictures online or videos online uh, on YouTube. I think I saw one a couple of years ago where um, somebody was in the woods in their cabin and a downburst happened or, a, you know, mm-hmm. microburst. I mean, those trees went from straight up to 
basically, basically down. down. Mm-hmm. And I was you, like, that wasn't a tornado. That was something, that was a downburst. <laughs> there's some great video of that derecho uh, from the Iowa Corn Belt derecho. That was last year, right? 2020? But this is 2020, 2022. Two years ago. Two years ago. I thought it was 2019, but was yeah. It, <laughs> anyway, it, it's was been a, it's, it was 2020. It was 2020. 2020. Sorry, the whole last two years have been a blur. But um, there's video, and you can just see tree limbs which are they look small but they're quite large because they're off in the distance but you just see them flying through the air and it's not tornado it's just straight line winds and 100 now they got like 130 mile per hour i think is what it was maximum rated at or 135 a lot of not um like nationally run wind gauges a lot of like local or smaller ones would max out Mm -hmm. and and the only reason they gave it that rating was because there was an antenna on top of a tower that was blown off and it was rated for 130 mile per hour winds so they know the winds exceeded it now that tower was up a couple hundred feet and so they they'll counter okay well how much of that it's probably lost some speed coming down to the ground so they figured that a loft was probably in the 145 mile per hour range so that surface may be 130 that was the you're talking about the one from iowa right yes yeah, okay. rapids because you said antenna i was thinking mm, you talk about the super duration that knocked down my old tv station's oh, uh, antenna <laughs> i've seen that one too that was the entire tower right yeah, yeah. well there were and the thing was everyone's like why wasn't it secure i'm like well they were working on it up until that point so yeah. it wasn't really it wasn't quite it wasn't uh, quite as secure as it should have been but that's because they were working on it but they were busy yeah all right, well, be sure to check that out. Uh, that's on the weather tab, uh, uh, ciproud.com slash severe weather preparedness is the direct link to that section of our website. Just some good information in there. And also, uh, weather radios. Uh, we have started a digital promotion of NOAA weather radios. You can get them at a discounted price. We have a link on our website for it. That's ciproud.com slash weather. And you can get a Midland WR120. Or a Midland ER120 portable radio uh, for a discounted price. I believe one is twenty six ninety nine, and then the portable one I believe is forty four ninety nine. Get those deals. Uh, but uh, these new ones, the white ones, the one that we always recommend and program for everybody. Uh, highly recommend them. The new ones are better than the older ones. Uh, you can program certain watches out. So if you don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night due to a severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch, you could turn the watches off but still keep the warnings on. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can turn off, you know, blizzard, you know, all winter stuff. You know, it's up to you. But uh, check them out. I highly recommend it. Every home should have one. I, I almost wish they'd be built into homes. They're just going to save your life. There's no reason not to. So... All right. Anything you guys want to add before we call it quits? I'm good. Enjoy the upcoming very sunny, not as warm, but very sunny weekend. I am looking forward to seeing that big burning. Yeah, what? Ball of that's gas that's called stuff. a sun, right? Last I checked. Okay, they Last haven't changed it. Cool, cool, cool. Last I checked. So I kept my windows closed. <laughs> my windows closed. My shades closed. So. Just seeing the skies at, at points, I'm like, oh yeah, I know. that exists. We always uh, we always joke because the studio or the station doesn't have any windows. You walk outside, you'll go in in the morning and it's cloudy. You walk outside, and it's sunny. You're like, oh. Where I did can't that come tell from? you how many times I've asked somebody. I think I've even sent Molly. I was like, Molly, go check see if it's hailing. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, I remember that time you did that, and I couldn't even open the door. Couldn't I'm even like, open the door. I'm gonna go with yes. 
I and often then... forget it rains. <laughs> I'll be, be like, I'm like walking outside. I'm like, oh, it's raining. Yeah, you. you <laughs> oh, that's you, right. I forecasted this. You I forget forgot. until you get into the studio and you have to like shout over it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that does it for us. Thanks for tuning in. What episode was? It? I think it's episode thirty. <gasps> no way. Stop. Oh, let me Stop. check. Let I feel me, like. Let me check. Yeah, this is episode thirty. Congratulations. What? Thank what? you for being on this journey with us. I like to say we all get a pay raise, but then I'd be lying. So, Ooh. but congratulations on making it to thirty. <laughs> cool. Yay, we did it! And if you have stuck with us for all thirty episodes of Shooting Your Breeze, congratulations on wasting hours of your life. But thank you for wasting it with us. Thanks for shooting the breeze with us. Ah, I love it. All right, folks, that does it. I'm sure we'll be back next week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Cross your fingers. Fingers crossed. Yes. If we're not too busy, you know, uh, we've had some scheduling conflicts lately, but hopefully we'll be back mm-hmm. next week. Oh, wait. No, I won't be here. Adam. See? Adam Schwinski. I'm, 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 go- I'm going to a wedding. I forgot about that. No excuse. No excuse. <sighs> <laughs>